Welcome one and all to the show today. I'm Wanda Thibodeau and you're listening to Faithful on the Clock, the podcast all about getting your faith and work aligned. If you've ever wondered if being disciplined really can help you out in your job or career, or if you want to know how to work on it, then stick around because this episode takes a look at it every which way. Settle in for a few minutes and I'll start the exam. I think a good way to start the conversation here is to recognize that discipline, just in the sense of, um, you know, willpower or consistency, it isn't perfectly black and white. It's kind of like work-life balance in that way. Um, There are nuances to it, and you can't always find a clear line. For example, I think there's this tendency to think that you're either disciplined or not, but I don't think you should label yourself in permanent marker about it. Um, For example, I stick to a pretty routine schedule every day. I'm disciplined in that way. But when it comes to something like saying no to some french fries or always backing up my documents, nah, I got nothing. And I do think that discipline is absolutely something you can learn. It's something that varies from place to place or culture to culture. Japan, for example, is known for its discipline. And I point that out because when you're at work, you're going to be around people with different discipline levels and philosophies That's just reality. Um, And you have to find ways to come to some kind of compromise about how how hard you'll push or how strict you'll be. And it becomes really important that everybody is clear on where the bar is and that you understand that you can adapt to meet whatever that level might happen to be. And in that sense, I think of 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24. It kind of speaks to the competitive view and it says, Do you not know that in a race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. So there is this recognition, even in scripture, that winning or succeeding takes something different and it takes more effort. And it does. It absolutely does. Um, You know, it's hard. (laughs) But if the prize is valuable enough, then I think establishing that discipline is worth it. So then you have to ask, well, what is the prize that you're working for? In your business, uh, most people right away, profits. That's what most people are going to think of, market share. All of the metrics-based stuff. But there's an interpersonal prize too. You can define discipline just as being consistent. And what happens when you're consistent with people is that they learn to trust you. You know, a customer, if three out of the five things they buy from you break, Well, pretty soon they just won't buy from you anymore. But if you, every time you deliver and you meet their expectations, then they stick around. So good discipline isn't just helpful for making sure you get a raise or stuff like that. It's really helpful for your relationships too. And that's where you kind of have to shift the conversation to discipline in the sense of getting others to follow the rules. Um, managers, they enforce the rules because they want that security, that loyalty that comes from always being able to meet expectations and having their own expectations met. A good leader, they're going to discipline not just to get all the tangible stuff, the profits, but to get that sense of trust and community. They don't want to have to worry about people fighting or that somebody's going to throw the prize away. Proverbs 29 verse 17 gets at that idea a little and says, Discipline your children and they will give you peace. 
They will bring you the delights you desire. Then in Hebrews 12, verse 10, which says, they, disi they disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. And finally, Revelation 3.19 says, Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. You know, um, God disciplines because he cares and because he wants you to get good things. And good leaders, they enforce the rules for the exact same reasons. It's not just a power trip or, um, you know, it shouldn't be. So the first issue, I think, is just how you are disciplining. You know, like I said, following the rules, doing things differently than everybody else, being consistent so that you can win, that's tough work. It's not, um, you know, it's not enjoyable. And Hebrews 12 verse 11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. So if you're a leader, or even if you're just working with others in a group, the trick is just to enforce the rules and ask for that consistency in a way that doesn't make people suffer any more than they have to. This is where you pull out the psychology and start using positive reinforcements on the behavior you want to see. Another big part of this is forgiving. Uh, you can be clear about the rules and still give plenty of time to learn and change. Don't just give the harshest punishment you can right out of the gate. Um, you want to give more carrots than sticks and have the punishment go up at a reasonable level. And the person you're disciplining shouldn't be surprised at what gets dished out. It all should be in the handbook and communicated verbally. And if it's not, then you have an obligation to make sure that it gets written down and communicated. And don't forget here that the standard applies to everybody, including you. When you screw up, you gotta let it go. You gotta tell yourself that you can learn and try again and keep your eye on the prize. Don't quit or get bogged down or think that you'll never do any better. God has faith in you, so you gotta follow his lead and have faith in you and forgive you too. But that leads me to my next point, which is how do you improve your discipline if it's, um, well, <laughs> one pancake short of a full stack. And this isn't just, okay, you just make a calendar or a plan. I see a lot of people try and do that. But if you're able to follow a plan, then you already have discipline. There ain't no problem. It's getting to the point where you can follow the plan, getting yourself to execute the behavior in the plan every time. That's the struggle. So first of all, get yourself an accountability buddy. That could be somebody on your team or your boss or a mentor, but it also could be a friend, a family member, even somebody you can talk to on social media. Uh, but there was a study from the American Society of Training and Development, and they found that people are 65% likely to meet a goal after committing to another person. And the odds of success balloon to 95% when they use ongoing meetings with their buddy to check in on their progress. And I think that's partly because it gives people the chance to get feedback and share resources, that kind of stuff. But I also think most of it, honestly, is just we're so stupid scared of people thinking bad of us. So it's fear that's giving a push, but the consequence of that fear ends up being positive. Secondly, use habit bundling. 
Some people, um, I've heard it called temptation bundling too, but it's the exact same thing. And this is just the idea that if you've got something you already do well or enjoy, you connect that thing to the thing you need more discipline about. So for example, let's say I have a bad habit of skipping breakfast and I just need to get myself to have a bite in the morning. Now, let's say I love me some coffee. I'll admit it, I totally do. Well, then I might bundle the coffee and the breakfast together. Maybe put an apple near the coffee pot or something. There was an article that came out in, um, I think it was back in February from Harvard Business Review that talked about this. And it actually pointed out how half of our daily actions are driven by repetition. So if you're going to do that much over and over again, then you might as well use all that repeated behavior to reinforce new things you want. Third, see if there's a way to create a hurdle. I know we talk a lot in business about getting rid of the hurdles, right? But hear me out. For example, let's say you keep sneaking onto Facebook or Twitter on the clock. Well, you could install a software program to block Facebook and Twitter, except on your breaks. That's a tech-based barrier that's very easy to implement and to adjust. And lastly, set small goals first. Business professionals, we like to talk about those big prizes, focusing on the why that's going to, ma- mo- going to motivate us. But King David, you can read in 1 Samuel 17, he didn't start out with Goliath. He started out practicing with his slingshot on little stuff. Then he laid into bigger stuff like lions and bears. And even once he had the rock in his hand on the battlefield, he whipped it around in his slingshot a little to get a little momentum before he let it go and killed Goliath. And so let's say physically, I just stink and I'm way out of shape. I might know I need to get in shape. I might have this vision of myself running a marathon. But if I try to go out on day one and run all 26 miles, I'm just, I'm going to crash and burn before I even make it to the corner store. You know what I mean? I'm totally going to feel bummed out and not want to put in on my sneakers again because the experience was bad. But if I say, okay, I'll do just a quarter of a mile today and I can do that, then I'll feel good. The experience is positive and I'm way more likely to put on my sneakers tomorrow and do a half of a mile and then three quarters of a mile after that, and so on. Discipline isn't like an on-off switch. You can treat it like a dimmer and gradually bring the lights up. So just to recap those development points, go grab somebody who's going to hold you to your behavior that you want. Bundle up your habits however it makes sense. Create some barriers so it's not easy to do the same old thing. And then keep your goals smaller at the start so you have good experiences and build your confidence. And I just want to end here with just one word of caution. There is such a thing as too much self-discipline. And I definitely think we're leaning toward that in terms of business culture. We have this idea that you have to be super disciplined or you just won't succeed at all, ever that you just can't ever let your guard down. And you can see that if, um, you know, if you look for articles, um, some of the headlines I found, you get things like how self-discipline can unlock your business success and eight powerful ways to cultivate extreme self-discipline. Here's another one. Here is the self-discipline you need as an entrepreneur. You know, it's always presented as a necessity. And if you don't curb that, you can feel like you have to do everything 
and get into a really perfectionistic mentality. And from there, it's a real fast trip to burnout. So even as you build good habits and get the consistency that others can respect you for, just let it hang out a little sometimes. You can have fun and laugh at yourself and be spontaneous. Because if business isn't fun, if it doesn't bring joy, then in my view, it's not really doing much to serve people or God. And that's supposed to be the whole point. And after all that, I'll go ahead and offer a prayer. God, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 reminds us that you give us a spirit not only of self-discipline, but also power and love. But we need to approach discipline the right way, to exercise it with compassion and forgiveness if it's going to be effective. Stop us from taking it too far so that we can enjoy the freedom and beauty you've built into life. But help us grow enough of it so that we really do win the race and set ourselves apart. In Jesus' name, amen. Speaking of good discipline, I'm going to go practice it right now. I'm going to draw a line. I'm going to make sure I have a good lunch. And then I'm going to go send some emails like I promised people that I would. Next week, I want you all to listen up, okay? Because I'm going to be talking about Psalm 46.1. How God is an ever-present help. And what that means for your own relationships and everybody's mental health. It's going to be good. So I'll see you then. And until next time, be blessed. Like what you heard and want even more great Christian business content? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash faithful on the clock to become a supporting member for the show. You'll get access to options like early episode access, bonus episodes, videos, Bible studies, curated articles, and more in a tier plan that's right for you. Show your support for this podcast, and remember, enormous change can start with you.